0: This is the Digital Nomad Quest podcast with Sharon Sung, teaching people how to build passive income, become financially free, and design their best lives. Hey guys, so today we're speaking with Alvin Poe, who co-founded Vodian and sold his company, and now is a digital nomad. Hey. How's it going?
1: (laughs) Uh, Good, good.
0: Do you want to tell us about yourself?
1: Yeah, so Vodian's a hosting company we founded it together me and my co-founder and we were 17 when we did that so we were still students in school and i remember the first iteration of the business it was a web web design firm and we did web design projects after after a while we realized that it wasn't very sustainable it it turned out to be a lot harder than we thought to manage uh, clients and projects as students so then we started looking at you know, what we could do next. And we realized that all our clients needed web hosting. And we pivoted from like a web design company to a web hosting company. Okay. And that's how the company got started.
0: Oh, interesting. So were you passionate about that subject? Or were you more passionate about design? Or-
1: I think we were very interested in design because <laughs> we could like almost immediately applied what we we're learning in school mm-hmm. into a client's project. you face problems with, with web design and web development, and sometimes we could even go to school and ask our lecturers about how to solve a, po- a particular problem, which was which was nice. It felt like we had a lot of uh, help and support. So that was definitely something that I was very interested in. Um, hosting was just a, a natural progression okay, I
0: got it. That. How did you start the company? How old were you?
1: Well, we were 17. Back then we were still too young to like legally start a company. <laughs> wow, yeah. So we opened it under my dad's name.
0: Okay. Well you're from Singapore, right? Is it yeah. different?
1: Back then I think the legal age was 21. Like you had to oh, be 21 before okay. you could open a company and before you could open a bank account. Okay,
0: okay. Like what motivated you to want to start the company? I guess business. entrepreneurship, like uh, why that intrigued you as well as the company you ended up starting, I guess.
1: It isn't as you know glamorous as, as entrepreneurship makes it out to be. We actually just were a couple of broke uh, <laughs> students and we just needed money. And, you know, it was either work at a part-time job that pays you probably about $5 an hour at a mm-hmm. time. Or you could like do business, run a business on the side. And for me, I was really doing freelance web design projects okay. so those were getting me about a few hundred dollars a month which i thought was was great because yeah. you know you get your time freedom you you obviously well, get to manage your time yourself yeah. and on top of that you get paid more than what you expect from like a part-time job to,
0: yeah i mean at that age like yeah. that's really good what were some of the challenges you faced like when you started out i'm sure like just starting a company is a lot of work right
1: i think my whole journey was filled with mm. challenges mm. right at the start though i think the biggest challenge was to find clients we didn't really have a budget to to do that so i remember doing like all kinds of stuff just to uh get clients we would go to the library for example and mm. we'll find books um, about business and we'll put our flyers okay so our business flyers and we just like print it out and we'll just like stuff books full wow. of them mm. pan flyers as well we'll we we'll would create online classified ads about yeah. our business, and back then, people still responded to those ads. That's pretty
0: bad.
1: Yeah. So, so that's how we that's how we started, I guess. And yeah. It was a it was a challenge to find clients, but slowly we managed to find a few, and then they were happy enough that they referred their friends mm-hmm. to us, and you know, started growing from there.
0: I mean, you do the okay. So you do the hosting for these clients. Yes. So. Okay, so it's not like HostGator or something like
1: that. Oh, we're actually like HostGator, except we are based in Singapore. Oh, okay,
0: okay, cool. When did it kind of hit that point where it became like a huge company, started getting employees and things like
1: that? Our first employee was 20, 2010. Okay. Um, so, between my co-founder and I, we just handled everything. When the revenue got to a size where we could afford somebody's salary, we decided to like, hire someone Yeah. Uh, and the first role that we hired for was for sales
0: for sales okay
1: we hired that person we could like not focus that much on sales anymore okay. uh, and concentrate on like the other areas and aspects of the business that
0: makes sense and how long did it take to like get to that
1: point both of us at school we went to college the business was like wasn't our main focus back then in, in school but after my co-founder graduated he he graduated earlier than I did and so he focused on the business, started growing it and I think it took us about a year or two before we could have the revenue that we needed to hire. Year or okay. So the finance lady helped us with uh, accounting, bookkeeping mm. and billing. Bills that we needed to send to customers and payments that they sent back to us uh, mm. were all handled by her. So that was how our hiring looked like. And okay. we, just, we just made sure that you know, whoever we hired for, we had the revenue to cover their salaries. Okay. So that we don't have to work on that anymore. And co-founder and I could focus mm-hmm. on other aspects yeah. of the business. So
0: yeah, what are those other aspects
1: of the business? Of everything. Like like if you look at the organization chart of the business, I guess that's where everything was handled by us at the start. Until yeah. we grew to a size where we could start hiring for those people and those departments. Okay. Um, so this involved everything from marketing to sales to uh, finance to billing, infrastructure systems. Yeah. Did you have uh, to do
0: any coding?
1: Or? Yeah, both okay. both my co-founder and I were coders by training. Okay. We did a lot of projects on on our own, like internally for the company. Yeah. They weren't like products that we sell, uh-huh. but there'll be systems that we needed internally, like. Maybe it would be a simple system that helped us keep track of who paid and who didn't. It could be something that uh, helped automate certain tasks. And I guess those were the things that we could do because we had that kind of programming background.
0: Oh, okay. Is that how you guys met?
1: Uh, yeah, in school. Like, he was the guy that sat right beside me when we had our orientation. It I just like worked
0: out? Because I feel like sometimes when I partner with people and stuff, it can turn out badly. How did you know he was like the right person?
1: I, I didn't. I guess the good thing was that we had a... kind of like a working relationship as yeah. students okay. first. Uh-huh. So we... because we, we got to know each other at orientation, yeah. we started hanging out and we started doing group projects together. We started like working on assignments together. Mm-hmm. And I guess that meant a really good relationship between us yeah so when it was time for our school holidays and we had time to look for part-time work mm-hmm. we naturally just did that together uh-huh. and then one thing led to another and we started like exploring the idea of starting a business Oh,
0: interesting.
1: yeah so I guess that's that's important because we didn't start a business because we were friends oh. but rather we yes. knew that we could Work well together.
0: What would you say are the top factors of choosing a partner? Like, what are the best traits?
1: Well, I think trust and respect are like the top two. Okay. You've got to find someone that actually complements you, skills wise so, and personality wise. So, you as feel as well? like
0: he had stuff that you didn't have that, like. Oh, yeah, he, for sure. Like, okay. Like what would so, you in the company,
1: that? I was the CEO and he was a COO, and that basically means that, you know, he's. He's a lot more risk-averse uh, than I am.
0: Yeah. I like trying out
1: new things, I like doing stuff, I like, like you know exploring stuff. You know, for example, we, we needed to expand our customer service team mm. and we need to look for more people for that to happen. Yeah. And we were facing a problem in Singapore because we just couldn't find the manpower. Mm-hmm. And and so I, I was in charge of that, I was like supposed to look uh, for ways we could grow our team and we looked at you know bringing people in mm-hmm. uh, from another country into Singapore we look at outsourcing mm-hmm. we looked at going somewhere else and opening up an office there
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I guess that's, that's the kind of stuff that I would do yeah and it, it's a long process but eventually we managed to find something that worked for us mm-hmm. and when that happens my partner would be the one that handles things like you know, how do we get the departments? How would the departments look like? How would salary structure look like? How would incentives work for our team? How would we have disciplinary actions for you know for our team as well? Mm-hmm. And he'll handle all of that. So it's, he's a very process-driven, very very detail-oriented person.
0: Yeah, you guys were like early twenties when you managed this team, then, right? Yeah, you know, I mean you already... early
1: twenties. Jeez, okay. Coming to thirties, I guess.
0: Did you have any mentors or like anyone to teach you how to do all this? Stuff?
1: Um, we didn't really have a formal mentor, but yeah. we had a lot of people that we got advice from. Okay. Like you know, this, just like friends, our friends, family, or like especially people who were in business also. Okay, so. So you, they had advice. Yeah. They had um. They had experience that they could share. I think that that really helped.
0: Did you have to? do a lot of networking to get those connects and like did you have to get funding or?
1: Mm, oh we, we were 100% bootstrapped nice. so we had no external funding at mm. all yeah we didn't really go for networking events to find people we we're always just asking around to see if people had an idea or people had a friend that you know mm-hmm. who they think could help us in whatever problem that we faced. The way we expanded into the Philippines Mm -hmm. was because one of my very good business friends had a friend Mm -hmm. who was also in business and had an office in the Philippines. And he was super helpful Mm -hmm. to us. He said, you know, uh, just try hiring, Um, Mm -hmm. we could. We could use his company which was already set up, his office which was already there, hire someone, put it under his payroll, uh, have them work from his office, and he would just like charge us cost to cost. Um, So for us that was a very very low cost way of trying out that method. And thankfully it worked. We we found something that worked out for us, we started growing it from Mm -hmm. there, and eventually got a team um you know got our own office got our own company set up in the philippines so without him I, I don't think we would have been able to um you know set things up in the philippines that easily
0: so you guys have two offices or, or
1: we you have-, have we've we've tried expanding um and we've, because manpower is something that's super important for mm-hmm. our business mm-hmm. so we've been constantly trying different offices different uh, locations Um, The Philippines is our uh, main customer service um, area but we've tried Malaysia, we've tried uh, Indonesia, Uh uh, India
0: Okay, wow
1: So, yeah, it's quite a few places that
0: we've
1: had offices When
0: you first started, how many hours a day did you work? Wow Was it crazy?
1: Yeah, it was I, I think the business was our whole life okay. pretty much. And
0: was it hard to balance like life or did you just
1: No, was there I... was no balance at all. It was basically <laughs> all work. <laughs> oh crap. Okay. But, but I mean for us we loved it cuz um we enjoyed what we were doing. Okay. I guess. Um so that was that was what kept us going. Yeah. Uh, but yeah there's a there's a whole ton of sacrifice involved so uh-huh. we definitely didn't have much of a social life uh, okay. uh, Our family life also got impacted Ooh, okay. uh, So we't do really hang out very much with our family uh-huh. we don't have time to do all of that yeah um, so that's the same thing with friends as well.
0: Was it like that the whole time you sell the company right so company yeah. Okay, so up until then, it was
1: always like that. No, um, it got better once we started. Even when we hired people at the start, it wasn't that easy. Mm-hmm. It was only after we started having a middle management tier that you know we started empowering people and you know trusting them a lot more that we could ease ourselves away from the day to day. Yeah. Or uh, aspects of the business.
0: Wait, how old were you when it really like
1: eased up and stuff? Um, that was probably in. Twenty fifteen maybe, twenty. 2015. Okay. Yeah, around well, twenty fifteen. Like recent then. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't that far
0: off. Yeah, what made you sell the company then?
1: I think there's a whole lot of reasons. Mm-hmm. I, we've really spent close to seventeen years running the business. Seventeen.
0: Okay.
1: And it was like maybe time to look at what else we wanted to do. Yeah. Um, so we wanted to, ex- look, as, a, as, as part of the business, mm-hmm. uh, for the business, we wanted to expand. Mm-hmm. And the company that acquired us, they had all these uh, dreams of expansion as well. And I guess they were just in a better place to bring it further than we did. So it just okay. made sense for us.
0: Okay, so they're still going. Yeah. And then you guys, both of you guys left. Yeah. Basically. And then you sold it for how
1: much? $30 million. Oh, crap.
0: Okay. That's awesome. After that, you decided to be nomadic? Like, was that... Yeah. When was that?
1: Well, after I sold the company, I stayed on for about a year. Okay. And after the year, I was questioning my life and what I wanted to do. And I realized I did have an, a clue. So that's when I decided to <laughs> sell everything that I had in Singapore. My house, my car, uh, most of my possessions, and now like everything that I have probably fits into two suitcases. Yeah. And That's cool. yeah, so then I decided to travel, meet up with friends that I haven't met for the longest time. You mm. know, see what else is out there in the world. Um, okay. Yeah, because if not now, then when?
0: Yeah. Do you yeah. feel happier now than before? I think
1: freedom really drives me. Like I enjoy freedom, so having that is always something that makes me happy. And being able to do this right now, I think yeah, I am definitely happy.
0: What um I guess what are the challenges of being nomadic and stuff like
1: that? Routine. Um, I think it's really hard to to work on certain things that you take for granted when you're. At the certain living at a certain place, yeah. So even like maybe your fitness routine or like meeting up with friends or like even the food that you eat. Uh, well, to me, health and nutrition, mm. uh, health and fitness actually, um, are, are pretty important to me. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but I find it a bit harder on the move.
0: That's true. I guess it was kind of like the same for me. Yeah. I feel like finding a schedule was kind of hard. Yeah. Um, but I feel like it was very necessary, right? For I don't know if you like to be more
1: spontaneous or structured. I, I like being, sp- I like having a bit of spontaneity sometimes. Yeah, yeah. But like, I want to make sure that at least for every day, I get to do certain things. Like, I get to, you know, put in a workout, or I get to spend some time, you know, checking off tasks or yeah. errands before I go do whatever it is that I, I want to do. Yeah, because yeah. it's very easy to get lost in that and spend like days just like traveling and having fun. Yeah. So I guess that's the thing that I need to watch out for.
0: Are you going to work on some new project
1: now? Uh, no, I'm just, just exploring. I think I've not had this for a really long time. So oh, I just okay. want to like travel, I want to speak to people, I want to hang out with people. And yeah, let see yeah. what okay. else is out there before yeah. I start a project again. Okay,
0: that's cool. I mean, do you find, I guess when I was nomadic, I started feeling like... I just kept thinking about my purpose and stuff like that. Did, yeah. you, did you have that? Yeah, same thing. I guess for me, it's like, okay, should I work on some project or something? Because I was thinking about that for so long. So I wonder, like, if you're just traveling for a while, are you anxious to work on something or no?
1: Some things keep me going. I have a blog now, so oh, cool. yeah. I try to, like, write on my blog. Mm-hmm. And I want to write a book as well. Oh, okay. So, so those are
0: your main, like, projects?
1: Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Growing my Instagram as well. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So um, I'm working on all those things. I think they keep me busy, I guess, and give okay. me a bit of focus. Okay. Yeah. In the meantime, at least. Did
0: you think about your purpose? Did you find a conclusion? Not
1: yet. It's so easy to find purpose in like our work, mm-hmm. and like the business was such a huge part of my life that yeah. it was my purpose. Yeah. Now that it's uh, no longer part of me, I I feel like I need to d- rediscover that again. Hmm. Uh, but I'm giving myself time, so it doesn't really have to be something that I do right now. I just have to keep myself busy, uh, work on some projects here and there, I guess. But um, no no real business that I'm starting right now, as okay. of the moment. Cool, cool. Yeah.
0: Um. Alright, so if someone wanted to do what you did, of like, create a business, sell it, and then become nomadic. what What's some of your best advice, or like, first steps <laughs> to doing it?
1: Well, I don't know if that's the best way to do things you could approach it in several ways mm-hmm. if you want to be nomadic but i guess if you want to s- start a business yeah the best way i i recommend is to start by offering a service mm-hmm. a lot of times people actually find it harder to just start so as long as you can start a service it's it's a lot lower risk it it means that you know you can start experiencing entrepreneurship you can start Learning about how to run a business, mm-hmm. things like accounting, uh, marketing, branding—all um, that are things that you can explore when you do a service-based business. Um, and I think that's the—that's pretty much the best way to begin.
0: Because you did freelancing first, right? Yeah. What did you do for clients again?
1: Uh, web design. Oh, okay, okay. So yeah, but how it, how it could it be works. anything. It could be like you know mowing a lawn, for example. It's—it's it's really easy to say maybe. Just go down your entire neighborhood and knock on doors, just offering to mow lawns for example and, and I'm pretty sure you can find a project or two that way. And it could be anything, it could be washing cars, it could be mowing lawns, it could be doing any form of service yeah. um that you like and could see yourself doing and then slowly trying to scale things up from there.
0: Take that first action, then decide how to expand it. Yeah. Okay. I-, I guess now that kinda opens up more questions of like <laughs> when you started it, what were some of the first few steps to like scaling it up or like not even scaling it up just like getting it uh, to
1: a point where it's like
0: ready for clients
1: and stuff um well i guess we were always ready for clients um like there was no real process we just just uh, create the site uh, yeah and we just like, we just try to find working. clients who needed a web website <laughs> and in a very logical way, we thought about how best to approach it. Like, there was no one template that said, oh, first of all, you need to contact a client, and then after that, you need to propose something to them, and and then, you know, the proposal needs to have, like, five versions, and from there, you know, there, there wasn't a, a set template. We just did whatever seemed like it made sense uh, okay. for us. Okay. Um, and thankfully enough, that worked. I guess yeah. as long as you have a very logical view of things, and you put yourself in, like, your client's shoes, yeah can you can come up with like a process that you know they appreciate and I guess that's how we found our first few clients and got our first few projects okay
0: and what was your biggest learning I guess from all of it
1: um to persevere I I think we faced so many failures that it wasn't funny like most of the time um when I look back I think the whole journey was filled with failure and was Um, there a
0: time where you like almost gave up or no
1: I think we always felt like the business was our
0: It's like a baby.
1: Yeah, not just a baby but like our our lifeline and we couldn't like just give up on that. Oh, okay. Um but like it changed our view of failure. Failure now means to us a way of of learning how not to do it. Yeah. And and you know you just have to try something else because each time when you fail you find out, you know, ways that you shouldn't do things or ways that you could do things better Mm -hmm. and if you keep doing that it will slowly lead you to like a way that actually works yeah yeah so Mm -hmm. that's what we learned okay So always persevere
0: and do you have any last words
1: i think it's very important to know what you're doing why you're doing things Mm -hmm. that's that's kind of your purpose and your vision yeah And once you have that just doing it um committing to executing on it and you're not giving up whenever you whenever it's hard whenever whenever you come across obstacles because you're bound to come across obstacles and problems yeah Um, so yeah
0: cool awesome that's all the questions I have thanks Alvin for coming on to the show
1: thanks (laughs) for having me alright
0: bye